Hey, this is Moeen. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Safina Society podcast. So today we've actually decided to make an ad hoc episode because of last night's podcast. We had a full-blown episode introducing our new team and um, some of the new things we're going to bring you, but inshallah that will happen next week. Uh, tonight, Dr. Shadi and I, along with uh, one of the other Safina students, Harun, uh, Saleh, he's with us here today, and uh, we're going to talk about a little bit the election results, some of our concerns as Muslims, and you know, just how we should deal with things. And we're not really here to talk about politics, but really our reaction to things. So let's get started. Assalamualaikum, Dr. Shadi. How are you? Assalamualaikum, How are you? I'm all right. Alhamdulillah. How are you, how you doing? How are you doing, Harun? Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. I'm good, man. How about you? Good, good. Alhamdulillah. So, um, like I said, you know, we're not really here to talk about politics, but I do want to understand, you know, what do you guys think? You know, it's, uh, I was not shocked necessarily about the election results, but I think it was, uh, it was interesting to see yeah. um, what happened last night. Um, I, I sat there, I turned the thing on. I thought it was going to be like a humdrum, sort of like a Bush over Kerry. I thought Clinton would just drudge through it. And the typical states would go one way, and then she would win uh, the swing states. That's because the New York Times, the CNN, and all these—I uh, guess now, obviously, honestly, in retrospect—fools—they really totally botched up uh, the predictions. They should get out of the prediction industry completely. I mean, that's every, every, literally every poll was was wrong. I mean. They were saying at one point, 93% chance Hillary would become president, right? <laughs> so that's why I just sat there. I'm doing other work. I had other work to do. Uh, and I put that on and everyone in the house was doing something. And I'm telling you, the first time the guy on CNN opened his mouth, uh, he was surprised because the counties were coming in. And uh, I was like, I, I could sniff an upset. I'm telling you, I could sniff an upset. You know, when like, you don't want to say it. Because it's so far off. In your mind, it's so far off. Right. But something about the demeanor of the guys on CNN, on TV, right? Or, you know, yeah. I watched it on the live stream. But something about it, I could sniff it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just... I love how they changed their entire, like, perspective and mood after, like, two... Right? Mm-hmm. They, they started mm-hmm. being pro-Trump at that point because they had to be. Well, the th- uh, 2, 2 a.m. you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they know that... But the th- uh, it was literally like watching... A series of funerals. I mean, CNN with their new thing as key. Uh, what is it? Uh, key state results or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every two minutes, a key state result or whatever. But we're watching this thing, and obviously, I actually wish that I had seen what was going on at Fox. They're probably having a party. But our community, our Muslim community, and this obviously Trump election affects a lot of communities because he built it on a lot of hate, suspicion. Right and 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 division and promises and threats to 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 harm people. So a lot of people are concerned, but our Muslim community has faced a number of bad news. I would say we're receiving a lot of bad, even though maybe something physical hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and I think the biggest thing that people are really wondering is they're in a state of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Almost, mm-hmm. Uh, especially with what's happened, and you know, I could sit here, and I'm sure we could all sit here and talk about why Trump will be a horrible president. This is scary. This and that, X, Y, and Z. 
But the biggest thing is uncertainty for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are just scared. Yeah. Right? A lot of Muslims are scared. And the one of the, th- the reasons to be uh, that, you, like you said, uncertainty is, is the man himself uh, doesn't plan. Right? Right. The man himself, mm-hmm. he, and this is, by the way, I don't even mind that in, in a respect of not, uh, I shouldn't say that, but uh, I don't like over planning. You got to leave things to be loose. But this man, um, it seems that he takes it to an extreme so that literally we do not know how he's going to react to anything. And I'm more afraid of the reactions than the than the coming policies. And I, one thing I want to say is this, which is a statement and a word of compassion to the people who are nervous and scared out there because I always, I, I don't like people to be, I don't like fear, right? Right. To me, fear is a sign of cowardice. And, uh, but at the same time, we have to realize the Prophet peace be upon him said, who was asked, uh, is he, can he be afraid? Can he be a coward? A believer? Prophet said, yeah, a believer could be a, be afraid. He could be a coward, right? He could be nervous about things. So the first thing I want to do is, uh, uh, you know, make a statement for a dua for all those who are feeling that, that Allah puts their heart at ease and that Allah, جل, we have to turn back and remember no matter who was elected, no matter who is doing what, nothing is going to happen except that Allah has already willed it. If it, this is something that was out of our control, anything that's out of our control, right, we should view it as something that will benefit us, even if it's bad. Because Allah benefits people by bad by bad things, right? It's called bala and hasana, a test that's good for you. How is it good for you, right? It may be bad for your dunya, but if it's going to make you start thinking about Allah a little more or in a deeper way, okay? Or prioritize things a little bit differently or give Allah a little more attention through our ibadat and our salah and, 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 and whatnot. If we're improving in our deen, then in the sight of Allah, that's a benefit. Right. Even if it's going to harm a little bit of our dunya. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's something important statement I want to say because we actually, I think we are actually an advantage. We're living in a pretty densely, diverse and densely Muslim populated uh, area, area right. right? And above us, North Jersey is more densely populated with Muslims, right? So, uh, but not the whole country is not like that. Right. right. I mean, and along with people's fears, right, it, this is something I want to talk about is you see a lot of Muslims, you know, writing on, you know, and, and this has just been pissing me off all day today, <laughs> right? That people have been writing on Facebook that, you know, was it two Facebook days ago? Facebook is the place to get pissed off. Oh, God. Off. Uh, <laughs> so two days ago, right, people, Hillary is coming into office and people are like, okay, you know, we are going to vote for Hillary today, but tomorrow we're going to take her to task, right? Mm-hmm. Um this and is that whole individualistic saying. thing where we're every, everyone's in charge. Of, you know. I mean, it, I, I understand the sentiment or whatever, but it's like, what what do you want me to do, mm-hmm. right? Do you want me to stand in front of the White House and take Hillary to task? Like, ha- I understand there are definitely po- people who are going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the of Muslims, right, posting like their social commentary about this stuff, Come Monday, they're going to be watching Netflix and eating yeah. Cheetos. Yeah. yeah. Right. I feel like they, they're, be- they're better off just doing something to help themselves out. You know, for their own personal life. And like, that's a lot of people. doesn't affect you. A lot of people feel that, that politics, it's too big. The country's so huge. 
to, to get anything done is when you look at the news and you watch these politicians try to get something done, it's so complicated that how could I, a regular guy sitting here, what are we going to do? I, I see people saying we got to mobilize. Okay, I recognize. Mobilize to Salah. Like. <laughs> I, I, I recognize we got to do stuff. <laughs> I, I recognize people got to do stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but absolutely. I, I, I never have never until today understood the quote unquote the process. It is extremely complicated. There are so many compromises, and I wish that our community would develop a class of people that would specialize in this and not make the common guy feel guilty that you're not mobilizing, you're not doing anything, right? Uh, so, you know, everything needs specialties. Like, you know? I, I know a lot of people, right? It's like, oh, you know, oh, Muslims, like, we have a lot of work to do. It's like, what What does that mean? Somebody please explain to me what this means. Like, what work am <laughs> yeah. I supposed what do you, to do? What do you want me to do? You want me to con- c- contact my local representative, right? And most people, con- and yet, yet you go to the polls, guarantee nobody knows what who the other, like, five names were on the ticket. I'm telling you, the, the, this, this, the thing is so complicated now. And this is why Trump got in. It, because this, of this. This was a vote to drain the swamp, right? Like, to, this, this, the Washington is so complicated. It's serving a small group of people. You cannot, it's gridlocked. If you, if you want to get something done, you need a lot of resources. And we all, everyone knows you know, this is not a place for you. So everyone who voted right for trump is voting to end this complicated meaningless system that's going on in washington that we can't even describe right it's so complicated uh, how things to, are to be get to get done that are this is the outward forget now all the lobbying that goes on and all the special interests that are going on and people are frustrated by that and by the way right like imam zage today uh, his commentary was that don't forget that a lot of the pe- the, the the swing states that voted for trump this year they voted for Obama mm. in 2008. Yeah. So the one is this. What is the unique the, this the the line between the two? Both represented change. Both were perceived outsiders. Right. right. And that's what the, this. And this is why I actually believe America's in its sort of almost becoming a senior citizen country where these institutions are so stuck. It's stuck. It's frustrating. Right. It's you're, you, it. It causes you to have apathy. I mean, you know? and and so what is the average Muslim supposed to do about these things? It's like, it's it's almost like you know you want them to mobilize, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you if they do, so there was this, there was a funny picture I saw. It's like, oh, if you vote for Hillary, you voted for bomb in the Middle East. If you vote for Trump, you uh, voted for a bigot. If you yeah. didn't vote, you you basically yeah. not an American. Mm. And if you vote a third party, you throw away your vote. So what do so you want me to do? let me go hang myself. Yeah. Yeah, either let me way, just go hang myself. Either, either way, you failed as a yeah. Muslim. Right? Yeah. It's like... And, and my, my, the worst thing about this is is try, don't try to link this to someone's deen. Absolutely. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. I mean, the the, the 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 issue, the thing is so complicated. That's why I said there's, there, there should be specialists. Like, isn't don't we have an organization called... Uh, what's MPAC? Yeah, MPAC. Aren't you supposed to be doing your job? I've mm-hmm. never hear anything I've, from these this people. This is the first time I hear about Muslim them. Political Action <laughs> Committee or whatever, right? I think they're based out of LA. You should be based out of Washington, right? At least. You should have an office there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, Just have it in Northern Virginia. <laughs> my, my, the point is that I'm a common guy, right? Politics bores me. It, um, it's not in there. But I recognize something's got to be involved. You can't be in a country and just 
just sitting there daydreaming, right? You got to be involved somehow. But uh, you guys, you guys got to do your job. You're called MPAC. I never hear what these people do. I have no clue what these people do. And if they had done something good, I would support it, be behind it, you know, 100%, right? And uh, and this is why when people try to make others feel guilty about, you know, doing work, right? This is why, you know, I don't think that's the right way to go about it, making people feel guilty when, you know, if I wanted to get my street paved, do you know how much of the headache that is in the local township? Let alone changing yeah. these humongous institutions, right? And policies that have been in place and will continue to be in place because there are special interests a million times bigger and more powerful than you, right? Doing it. So uh, that's why I'm a bit critical about pe- making people feel guilty that they're not part of the political process when it's not a defined practice. Oh, absolutely. You know? And I think you were just saying this before is a lot of people hate the spiritual types because they, they think that we're actually the problem. Actually. The problem. Yeah, they think you, the, the, you're going to sit around in a message and pray all day. Uh, but uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. First of all, the way of prophets, they put a lot more emphasis on the prayer, on right. obeying Allah and being in line with Allah in all of our success, right? Worldly and otherworldly, right? Than anything else. Okay. And that, now they all said action. Okay. But they all, prophets always gave us uh, objective action, not something subjective, which I don't even know how to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, which I don't know how to do. And I'm admitting I don't know how to do it. I wish MPAC would actually do something or whoever these people are. And, and I've, I told you before, like, right. people have always asked me, I told politics, it bores the life out of me, right? Someone else do well, it. Well, I mean, you're, you know? you're, you're a teacher of, you know, we're, we're you know, we're, we're studying the dean here. Yeah, we're if we were out busy studying politics, then we couldn't right. be doing this, right? That's true. So each person you gotta has have their specialty. job, right? Each person has their specialty. And that's why I see that uh, tests come to us for reasons, right? We are supposed to have tests in this life. When it, when I saw a lot of people panicking, and like I said, I want to look at it with an eye of compassion because there are people out there in Arkansas, St. Louis, Missouri, all these places. There are Muslims out these places, right? right? Absolutely. They deserve compassion because think it could get violent right there already was trump graffiti what did you tell me today there was trump it was graffiti at uh, nyu nyu uh, at the prayer in outside the prayer room they yeah. went like the day out i think they wrote trump today. yeah they wrote trump on it subhanallah i mean that's and that's and that's scary and i'm not putting that down at all right and i to the point that you know even my wife before i left this morning she was like you know be careful when yeah. you when you go to work and that's a scary thought but at the same time, right, yeah. I was talking to my Arabic teacher, he's, he's actually in, in Egypt, and he was like, you know, he's like, it's kind of funny when I look at Americans and I see your election. He's like, you guys, he's like, even American Muslims, he's like, you guys are complaining about, you know, this and that, somebody calling you a name out in the street. He's like, we got Sisi. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we have Sisi. For, for decades, these people could not go to pray Fajr. Regularly, right. without thinking that you might get picked up one day, we're better off here than we are there from you're a spiritual, off, from yeah. a, being a Muslim. Off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and forget like I, you know, I'm from I'm from India, and there are places in, in India if you're a Muslim, you can't do certain things. Yeah, forget, that's a norm like, for them, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's it's forget like oh somebody calling you a name because like your hijab was yeah. you know you're wearing a hijab, which is rough. I understand, but come on now. Yeah. Right, the the Sahaba make a comparison. Yeah, like mm-hmm. let's make a comparison here, right? The the prophets and the companions, right? They went through torture. Mm. Now, difficult. This right? this is the thing that 
that without being mean or or not being losing compassion for people who are you know having feelings everyone has the right to have feelings right without that but i also want to make a comparison because i've actually believe it or not we we growing up what do you memorize in, in the quran you memorize things like surah al-buruj right this is in juz amma it's in the last juz any sunday school will cover the tafsir of the last juz right uh, and you look at surah al-buruj what does it say they had ashab al-khudud these people of the ditch that means in the past if you were a part of an ethnicity that they didn't want or a religion that they didn't want around they dug a ditch and they got rid of you they ethnically cleansed that area mm-hmm. by digging a ditch filling it with fire and this was routine the 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 era there was an epoch an era in which people did this to other people routinely and allah told us they did it to the believers and the tafsir tells us they would do it to the jews pagans would do it to jews or we would call them Bani Israel because they were still the believing people at the time, right? They were up, they were believing in their prophets. And they would do it to the early Christians, right? And they would stop everyone at the road, at the main highway, and they would say, well, Who is your God? One simple question. If you answered that it was Allah, okay, they threw you in the ditch. They arrested you, they took you, they threw you in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And they lined them up and one at a time pushed them into the ditch of fire. Now think about this. I'm an 11-year-old kid, 12-year-old kid. I'm reading this in the Quran. I'm sitting repeatedly, repeatedly mm-hmm. uh, reciting Ashab al-Khudud, right? Which means the fire, you know, filled with, uh, with enough wood to light it up. They're sitting there looking at this fire, right? Okay. And they're just then pushed one after the other into this. And I'm thinking to myself, this this makes me think, we got problems, right? <laughs> well, we don't have problems. <laughs> we don't got no problems, yeah. right? So Allah Azza wa has already taken us to the extent. He's shown us what the spectrum is. And the problem is, right, is when we forget what the spectrum is. And not only that, not only did that happen to them, look at how they responded, of the few babies that ever spoke, is one woman who thought to herself, I just have a newborn baby. Maybe if I say that I worship their God, then I run away and I raise my son and we worship Allah together. Makes sense, right? Which is in our religion, it's called what? Taqiyah. It's halal. This right. is the taqiyah that's halal. Right. Okay. Where you're going to be killed for your iman, you could tell a lie. And you have the baby. So what does this baby speak and say? She said, no. The baby said no. Say Allah, and Allah will take care of us. He said Allah, and they both went in there, right? They both got pushed in the fire, and they went to Jannah. So it goes to show us, right? Not only did they suffer something great, and Allah put it in the surah that the children memorize, so that we have a perspective here of what troubles and problems really are, but also they they took it with pride. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at, you know, one thing I was telling Harun earlier today is uh, you look at some of the folks in the Republican Party that actually voted for Trump, and you see the quote-unquote you know white supremacist mm-hmm. uh, folks. But if you look at some of their families and some of the people in the Midwest, and I think you, part of your status was this, is that <clears throat> some of their values, and let's take out the racism and, and, and the negative portions, but some of their values about family, gender, ex- marriage, uh, community mm-hmm. 
you know, support of one another. Mm-hmm. They actually align more so to our values, but they don't know anything about Islam. And you would think that we would give more dawah to them, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. we would rather have Jay Z sing a pop song about <laughs> Islam, <laughs> right, yeah. than than give dawah to a hillbilly who's not going to here's know a, anything. Here's the dilemma that yeah. we've fallen into since probably. 9-11 maybe a little bit before that because you know the World Trade Center they had the first uh, bombing and things slowly trickled then you had the Iraq war so but before that Muslims were always in line with the Republican side of things because of the akhlaq element the Republicans were the were the youth that didn't become hippies in the 70s mm. right the Democrats were the ex-hippies basically right so the Republicans are people who have the moral the same similar morals to ours but they want us either out of here or killed and that's right? only because i feel that they don't understand us yeah i agree with that because the, the the i know a couple right i could say that i know a couple who are hardcore right republicans and there there's a spectrum there's for sure mm-hmm. a spectrum maybe their spokespersons are actually probably more um violent in their language than the actual people i have to say that right right i think that's the case and then on the other side you got uh, the liberals who are inviting you with a smile on their face to their table however the food is poisonous yeah i, I mean i, I haven't you know? been able to figure it out myself and i think harun and i have this conversation a lot mm-hmm. is is it what's worse you know crazy conservatives or mm-hmm. who hate us outright Right, and it's clear that they hate us, mm-hmm. or people who infect our ideology. This is the big. Right. Yeah. This is the big uh, rock and a hard place, basically. And I would say I'm going home. <laughs> there, you can't pick a side. Yeah. But I would, I would, uh, like I was saying before, the only the only outlet I see is that the people who will leave you to practice your religion freely, you should hope that they are in charge. However, you must build a wall around yourself. Stay away from them. Because they're going to infect your beliefs. They're but, going to they're going to undo your foundations, and this is what we're seeing with a lot of the unfortunate youth. It's unfortunate that a lot of these guys got to a lot of Muslim youth before any type of teaching did, and a lot of the blogs are reflecting this liberal ideology transposed, I suppose, onto Islam and the Muslim community, and this is why yeah. um, a lot of conflicts in our communities and these shock articles that come out. And like I said before, like I, I, I get angry about these things a lot, but at the same time, I'm always reminded, don't forget these people. Maybe they weren't, you have to have some tr- attempt to understand that maybe they were exposed to the uh, Islam poorly, the wrong uh, practice, or they had bad examples, or they were just ignorant, right? So I just want to reiterate the concept that we're, uh, there are certain ideas that we're totally against, without mincing any words but at the same time i don't want to forget and go astray on the element of compassion to realize that even the, the person speaking this may have a, a, a reason right that they were they were damaged by certain uh, people before and they were just i'm not taught and we i just never want to lose sight of that uh, element of compassion mm-hmm. while at the same time being uh, true you know to our principles and and clear and not mincing words so for the people who want to stay true to our principles, but also want to, you know, get involved in politics and everything, you know, what's the, like, what fix should they apply when they're I, getting involved into this? I personally can't uh, advise someone to get involved in politics, per se. 
uh, I can't really endorse that because I haven't, I have no experience with that. And mm-hmm. it, to me, it seems like it's something that's not, it's not a wholesome thing to be involved in. But I, I believe what we should be is we can be forces of the good in so many other ways, right? In so many other ways. I, I'm just saying what I could. If someone else can come and say, yes, you could be involved, politically involved by doing X, Y, and Z. Okay, that's good. That's good. I know that. Uh, but for me, myself personally, uh, my I would I, if I was going to be involved in anything, I would go to something that is totally objective, right, and has no will never cause you to make any compromises, uh, like looking after the poor. Like, mm-hmm. what is our politics? The oppressed, right? Our politics is the oppressed, as God and His Prophet define oppression, right? right? Not as that the the quote unquote victim defines oppression. Just because someone says he's a victim. The Quran tells us the brothers of Joseph, right? When they went home weeping with false tears, right? Weeping with false tears, they were liars. Not everyone weeping mm-hmm. is a victim. Oh. Not everyone who calls himself is a victim is a victim, right? Absolutely. They say, oh, our brother got eaten by the wolf, right? And they're weeping, right? Not everyone who is weeping is a victim, okay? Because right. today, who is the victim in the uh, liberal world is whoever says he's a victim. Right? I mean, anybody's victim, right? You you looked at me the wrong way. Uh, I'm a victim, right? You're this is an assault. Yeah, the That's... way you're looking at me is an assault. You know that there is looking is they really wanted to th- for a while they were talking about how the way you look at a woman can be a form of assault, right? Which I get that, right? I get that, right? That some there could be a, a guy who does that, right? But just to get to show you that it could become very subjective, right? Very subjective. So I would say. Our politics is the politics of the oppressed as Allah and His Prophet defined oppression. Yeah, I mean, and to go back on what I was saying before, it's not that really I'm against anybody being involved in politics. I understand. And there's lots of Muslims and some of my friends who are involved, but some of these people know what they're doing, but the majority of people have no idea what they're doing or what they're saying. And a lot of them give up basic Islamic principles for a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's where I get turned off. And all of us get turned off from that. I remember uh, one of these Muslim politicians saying something to the point, to the effect of uh, that as soon as you get in, as soon as you get in, right, you are sloughing off a third of your principles, right? So, uh, you know, so uh, that that's why, look, what we have to offer is there are a lot of spiritual ways to to handle these things. And the first thing when the, the reaction to this election is the reaction to any bad thing that happens, right? Well, life is meant for tests. Right. Life is not meant for ease. Life is meant for some ease. We've had eight years. That things have been very easy for eight years. True. Right? And a guy named Hussein was sworn <laughs> in in the White House, right? Yeah. There's no Goldberg has ever been sworn in the White House. Hmm. So think about that. Think about that. That's actually pretty strange. Yeah, there's no Jew has ever been a vice president. Uh, or president, right? Right. But a guy by the name of Barack, which is Burak, right? Hussein, okay? And a completely African name, right? Gets sworn in. Right. Right after (laughs) 9-11. Isn't that really strange? It just shows you like how things could swing really fast. And then you had a whole bunch of things where Muslims are included, very included in everything. So now there might be some hardship. Right? So what? There's a little bit of hardship. So we have to have that understanding of life. I mean, Secondly, who are we relying on? 
it, it's actually a privilege in this country, even as Muslims, that we can even speak up and say, True. like, oh, you know, somebody yelled at me today when I was going to work. And people not only that, like Burma and like, oh, like what, what, what about these nations yeah, where people true. are suffering? That's true. You right? can't even speak in the Muslim countries against what's oh, happening. I know. To you. And, so, and let me tell you something. Half the country that voted, right, did not vote for Trump. It's not like when, when they when they put out the that there, this was a mandate and it was a wash, right? The, he got she got crushed in terms of the states, but in terms of the popular vote, she didn't, which I think is a problem, honestly. How could you have a system where more people voted for you, right, and you lose? Lost, right? So I, I last I checked, I was at the auto body shop, and I felt like, subhanAllah, at this auto body shop, it's a very dingy little auto body shop. And or, uh, it was a family running it, right? Of course, uh, it, was a, it was an all-white family running I felt like this is these are the types of people with these very run-down situations, right? Their lives are very run-down, okay? Right miserable little auto body shop okay these are the types that voted for trump right because they saw th- they thought that you know he's gonna he's gonna do something for us right but uh so he did when the she did he did win the states but there's got to be a problem it is a problem you know when half the vote country more than half voted for you but you still lose yeah. it doesn't make sense they got to fix that i mean like uh and i think uh, you've mentioned this before that in times like this, in times of you know uncertainty, mm-hmm. it actually increase. It should actually increase you in faith. That's the sign of a moment. You got to increase because when tests come, what does that mean for for a moment? For a believer, when tests come, it means you have done a good job in trying to purify yourself. I'm taking over. This is what Allah is telling us when we start getting tested. You have tried to purify yourself. You did. You you, you can't do it by yourself. Let me take over, right? Uh, and and I, I always give the example of if you want to harden soldiers, they cannot harden themselves. They could they could train, they could train by themselves all summer long. As soon as they come into boot camp, those who trained will handle the boot camp better than those who sat on the couch and and. and you know, and, and just ate uh, chips. Right. Those who trained on their own, when they come to boot camp, they're still going to have some pain, but they're going to adjust way better. And uh, you can't expect people to train themselves. Allah Azza wa Jal purifies us. And tests are honor, are honors for believers. A test is an honor for a believer, you know. So we have to look at it that way from a very positive light. This is something totally out of our control, Okay. You know, some people actually said to me, not really because why are you living in this land where you're vulnerable in the first place? I said, you know what? Honestly, that is a good point. That is the root. I'm not saying Hidra is part of our our practice now because you're born here, Khalas. But that is a part of the problem. Like, why is it that in the first place mm-hmm. that our fathers and grandfathers had to come to this country? Right. It's because we Muslims weren't doing our job, okay, in the first place. And the countries became run down run by dictators, poor, right? And so we had to seek refuge in foreign, in, in lands with a foreign religion than ours who don't understand us, okay? At least enough population doesn't understand us, right? And, uh, you know, now it's our problem. But we have to also realize how many... This is what I was saying about the body shop when CBS was on and they were saying that she's actually got him on the popular vote. So my, the point is that you're saying it's worse in the middle in the Muslim countries far worse. There are people in this country, 
millions who want to go out there and make sure everyone between Muslims, blacks, and obviously they have a different standard than ours, right? So they're going to include every group, right? Right. Uh, that they want them to have a fair living, right? right? To live fairly, right? Not not to be oppressed, not to be bullied, not to be looked down. The guy Van on CNN was awesome the other night. I don't know if you saw on CNN. Uh, it was it was later. Uh, How he didn't want to, he didn't know what to say to his daughter, right? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think his name Van. Is that who it is? Man. I'm not sure. Because I, I was listening to it on the radio, but I had yeah. heard him before. He was really good, right? He goes to the Trump guy. He's like, don't forget, you guys won, okay? But you guys won on the backs of on the back of hate, division, fear, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and we're definitely totally against all of those things, right? But I think uh, my biggest concern was... I don't want this for Muslims to just become like another thing, which they talk about for a few days and they're like, oh, we need to get active. And then nothing. And then nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, what Brexit happened. Same thing. You get like a little a blip. Right. Where people are all like, oh, you know. Let me just stop my next Netflix for a couple of days and, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, ch- change beliefs are really, are like dye to cloth. And it takes a lot to change how, what people believe. And if people believe that uh, they have a certain level of conviction and devotion to Allah, sometimes it takes years and many, many, many incidents, one after the other, in order to get them to realize, I have to give Allah more attention. Mm. I have, and I'm hoping, honestly, I'm hoping that our community gets there. And I loved what Muslim Matters did in compiling all the statements Absolutely, of yeah. the imams. Yeah, that was very good. That was, that was very, very good. good. Very right? good. And uh, it showed me, wait a second, we got a lot of great people out there giving a lot of great reminders. Right. right. So I always. More popular. Yeah. And I always tend to. I look at the negative a lot by nature. I look at the <laughs> negative, right? But sometimes I get sick of that. And, you know, my wife actually has to remind me, stop looking at the negative. Look at the positive. There's a lot of positive out there. And I actually believe, I actually believe that a series of bad news, like look, you had the Orlando thing. You had a number of shootings. You have a whole bunch of things that make the Muslims look really bad and and they're, they feel their back is against the wall, right? Uh, and now this. And this is going to bring a lot. I believe this is going to bring a lot because not only is Trump's policies are going to be against us, but his supporters are taking, they're almost like the brown, you know, the brown shirts, the time of Hitler. These guys, they're taking the law into their own hands. Oh, yeah. And they are uh, heckling. They're, 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 they're uh, writing graffiti out there uh, on Masajid, right? And, and he's doing all these things. And we know in the past they've burned down Masajid. Houston, they burnt down a masjid yeah. in Texas. All these things, I think, slowly one test after another, people will start to get on their knees a little bit more, right? And now, this is the other question I wanted to bring up. People were uh, freaking out that Hillary lost. Are we relying on the creation for our safety? Absolutely. I mean, that, that's something to think about, right? That yeah. People are in hysteria yeah. over the loss. Mm-hmm. And I can understand a reasonable amount of fear due to under- uncertainty. And that's there and because I feel bad for some people. I mean, I faced it this morning as I was leaving. But at the end of the day, we rely on Allah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right? Like, and, like and, I think I was telling you, right, that uh, I saw a post and, and, and our 
uh, and Alex isn't here to join us, but you know, there was a post that said, you know, uh, if you're black, Latino, uh, Hispanic, LGBTQ, uh, Muslim, transgender, tonight, you know, these people are scared. So mm-hmm. another Muslim friend of ours, you know, he's not he's not here today to join us for the podcast, but he'll be here next week. He wrote, you know, Muslims aren't really afraid of anything but God, right? Some, yeah, something something right. to that effect, right? And it's true, right? Yeah. Muslims are not part of that category yeah. where it's like we're scared. We're not yeah. scared of anything but God. We shouldn't be. Uh, the, uh, the There are two fears. There's fear of creation and fear of Allah, right? The fear of Allah puts light in the heart and lifts your anxieties. The fear of creation is from Iblis. Yeah. And a mu'min, he will fear the creation temporarily. Until he remembers Allah Azza wa Jal, and then his fear of Allah increases and washes away. This is why if you're out there and you're in one of those uh, situations where you feel you're grasped by fear, then you have the dhikr of Hasbun Allah wa Ni'mal Wakil. This is what came to the Sahaba when they were surrounded by a number of soldiers they had never seen before. Ten thousand soldiers surrounded the city of Medina and were marching on them, and they had to dig a ditch around the whole city. In like two, three days, right? Okay, in a very short period of time. And the dhikr came down to them. And the munafiks kept putting fear in their They said, uh, That means the whole Arabian Peninsula is coming to get you. Have some fear, right? When this test happened, their iman increased. Hmm. And they said, Allah is enough for us, and what an excellent one to rely upon. Don't forget, who are you relying upon? You're relying upon the creator of everything, right? When you say, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil, who was the first person to say, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil? Prophet Ibrahim, mm-hmm. when, he, when, when uh, the king at his time was going to plunge it or slingshot him, or not slingshot, what's the... Throw him into the... Catapult yeah, him the into catapult him into the fire, Right? Ibrahim gave us the sunnah and he said, Hasbi Allah wa ni'mal wakil. Right? Allah is enough for me. When when he was in the air, catapulting in, Angel Jibreel appeared to him. And he said, Alaka haja, do you have any needs? And Allah has sent me to ask you of any needs, right? Uh, do you have any needs? I'm about to be catapulted into a fire, right? <laughs> but look what he <laughs> look what he said. Look at how strong his iman was. He said from you? No. If it's from you, creation, your no, created right. being? No. Why? Because I have committed my affair to Allah. And this, when we say, when you say, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested. If you say, Allah's take over my affairs. Okay. Well, what if Allah will test you by putting creation in your path to see, are you going to seek their help or not? Don't seek their help. Seek the help of Allah Azza wa Jal. Okay. Yeah, and Don't, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, and tomorrow after people listen to this, it's it's something, right? And I'm gonna, I'm going to try to implement it my, myself, right? Is is have this dhikr in mind, right? Right. Right. That it's we could talk all day about you know mobilizing, getting you know things done, but at the end of the day, the reason people are saying this is really a symptom of fear. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like okay, this is why we need to do things. People are now awake, right? Okay, mm-hmm. what happened? How did this happen? We now need to fix this. But before we do all that, we really need to fix our fear and where it's coming from. We should fear mm-hmm. Allah, right? Yeah, no one's saying just sit at home and do nothing. Like Absolutely, people, people take it for like we're saying sit at home and do nothing. No, no but no. we're saying is 
like have a base, something that can't be like destroyed. Mm-hmm. And 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 that thing is La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah. We also know that Allah doesn't accept an action if you believe the action is what's going to bring about the change. Subhanallah. We do an action because Allah told us to act, but we don't believe our actions have power or any uh, influence. The influence is going to come from Allah. Azza wa the cause and the effect you know, are separate. The cause and effect are separate. And for some reason, the ulama, have, I've always heard the ulama saying, Hasbunallah wa na'am al 450 times. 450 times, Hasbunallah yeah. wa na'am. I've never seen why. They Sometimes they say Mujarrab and Tasawwuf. They say something called Mujarrab, which means it was tested. Hmm. That, that someone did it. And it seemed to get the results. It's almost like medicine. Like, why would you take two capsules of Tylenol and three of Motrin or something, right? It, that's just how it is, right? They tested it and they found that it works. Allah, Adam, but I, I have, it's, I, I can't, it's not a sunnah of the Prophet, peace be upon him. But at the same time, we're, it's not going to be prohibited. But uh, the ulama have said 450 times to say, in a row, each day you'll get protection, right? And that's not hard. And it's very soothing, to be honest with you. It's very soothing. And we Muslim community, we're acting, we're doing... I want to make sure that we're not acting to preserve an identity of Islam so that we can continue enjoying dunya. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's the biggest problem, right? And that's that's what I see a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like we're just continuing Islam in this way so that we can continue just being yeah. happy in the dunya. Are we activists? Is our activism, because we have the right to continue enjoying our worldly life here, then all of this activism is not what Allah is looking for, right? The act, quote-unquote, action, right, is that our first identity should be the service of Allah, Azzawajal. Our first concern should be, uh, what, what does Allah want from us, right? So, uh, you know, and this is something that is a subtle critique of uh, activists without, you know, generalizing too much. But it's just the, the question is raised. Are we being activists because... We want to continue enjoying our dunya, right? So we have to realize that. And and I know, think without without an accusation on anyone, I'm just bringing up that you know that question. Absolutely, and and I think uh, this is a point to really ponder upon: is if everyone accepted you, but nobody wanted to become Muslim, would you be content? I've always thought about that thing, and I was thinking to myself: okay, we're accepted, we're accepted. We got a Muslim everywhere at every turn. The liberals, because they're you know they're they're easygoing people and they're nice to do to deal with, right? In some respects, they always want you included. They want everyone included. You know, it's like that that kid who got bullied around in school, and now that he's an adult, he wants to make sure no one's bullied. That's excellent, fine. But as you, as a Muslim, if you are, if that's if you are contented with that, that that's enough, then we have a problem. What is the point of being accepted as a Muslim, but? You haven't spread you know, any guidance to anyone. You know, no one is drawn near to Allah. And people aren't believing in the Prophet, peace be upon him. Does that satisfy you? All right, it shouldn't. You're actually doing a disservice to the people around you by doing that. You, you're right about that. You know, you're doing a disservice because you're there without without the concept of I have a bigger mission than just to be included or just to live to be accepted or just to live safely here i have a bigger mission our mission okay is to tell people about that a prophet was sent of course i always hesitate here because it's very hard to do dawah when you have a billion people over there in the muslim world right and they are from the worst examples right top 10 corrupt countries in the world all muslim countries so i find i'm actually a bit skeptical about 
the timing of Dawa now. Not Dawa, of course, but the timing of it. Because how can I give Dawa to someone? Our community is from the most corrupt, immoral people are in our community, right? Our Ummah at large. Ch- tell me, is there a, hin- a a pagan, a Hindu, a Zionist that has gold toilets in their airplanes? <laughs> right? SubhanAllah. These emirs in the Gulf who just, you could throw a rock to Africa from where they are, okay? You could throw a rock toward the southeast to India where there are thousands of villages that don't have running water and they're all getting diseases and the kids are running around naked and you have the nerve to have a collection of Ferraris. Now, you don't have three Ferraris. You don't have one or two or three. He's This is like trading cards for him, like baseball cards. I mean, this is this is like, this, this is only a part of the problem. Yeah. Like, this is, But it's sad, right? Yeah. But it's like people are willing to give up their values just to be accepted like oh you know now you're safe mm-hmm. are you going to be happy if you were completely safe right. and nobody accepted your religion are you going to be happy that's, that's, that's the thing that's the question right it's something to think about yeah. that's the, that's why my because of the ummah right now is not in a state i don't I, I honestly don't believe that we are in a state that we could go to people and say come and accept the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam we don't represent him it's gonna. This person's gonna be confused, right? Yeah. Huh? You look like a nice guy, but last time I looked at the TV, that guy with the same name as you is beheading, you know, a innocent, you know, kid that was doing foreign aid or whatever, right? So I feel that we're in a phase where we need to mop up our own house, right? And of course, we will not be able to do that. But we're worse. You can mop up a little community or your, or your own family. You're not gonna change the ummah, right? Right. Uh, but uh, I feel we're in a phase now that worship Allah Azza wa Jal. You work, help with your community, help your family, try to help out the poor. I don't really feel see how I could tell someone we have a we have a bigger mission here, and here's our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, because our ummah and the bad, the few bad apples in the ummah, okay, the few bad apples and the many corrupt dictators that have ruined the ummah and spread this corruption. They drown you out, right? Absolutely. I mean, if we're going to mobilize, let's mobilize and fix that first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, seriously. Let's take those people to task, no, I mean, right? And, and yeah. here's another thing. Uh, one of my friends made a good point about all these dictators. How many people in our communities are dictators in their own homes? SubhanAllah. I mean, and one thing, right? I, somebody actually texted me yesterday, you know, that, that Donald Trump was the Dajjal. <laughs> this is we got uh, another thing these coming. are the people who watch the arrivals all 52 youtube videos of the arrivals do, do people know about the arrivals anymore or is I, that I, over? i've seen it a long time yeah. i've seen it a long time ago I, um, I just remember strange music and conspiracy theories yeah. and, and and silly conspiracy theories oh, you know yeah. very silly conspiracy Found, theories. finding like a triangle and you find a triangle on like a <laughs> cheerios box and then you you know the cheerios box uh you know the the eye on the uh, the dot on the eye looks like a, a one eye, right? <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, like, is this? But but realistically, is this a sign of the end of times? Right? I mean, realistically, it was, it's crazy to to see someone like Donald Trump become elected because it it, it makes it plain and clear that the the jaw could clearly be in power. Yeah, it was a funny thing. Uh, one of the mashaykh in Yemen, a kid 
said, I don't want to go back to America because I think the Dajjal is going to come. It's the country of the Dajjal, right? So this young, youngest, the son of the Sheikh, right? He goes, what are you afraid of? Dajjal's coming on the east, not coming from the west, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's coming here, right? <laughs> Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu said he's going to be coming from here, right? So, but there's definitely certain, there's definitely problems in the west, but uh, in terms of uh, godlessness, but I think people should look at Dawood Walid. I always benefit when I read the tweets or the uh, the articles of Dawood Walid. He gives perspective. One of his perspectives was this. Trump is not a new low. He's a continuation mm. of white supremacy, mm. right? The white white supremacy is a sickness. I'm not accusing any specific individuals of white supremacy. Right. But course. there is no doubt, 100%, the concepts of white supremacy right like this is our country we're going to take it back was present in the trump campaign yes. and there is no two ways about it and he's saying if that's the case he's a continuation and not a new low right if anything he's showing us what's actually there and actually exactly he's showing us what's not what's actually there and as malcolm x said the enemy the enemy that is in the enemy garb is far less harmful than the enemy who's in you know, dressed up and covered, right. you know, and he, Malcolm X had comments about liberals. I don't know who posted it the other day, but a Malcolm X interview in the street, his middle street reporter came up to him and he said, these liberals, okay, these liberals, right, who, who claim that they're supportive of us, okay, you actually look at their, their, their backstories and they have a lot of, of hidden agendas and don't trust them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not, when I say these liberals, that's what Malcolm X said at the time. He's speaking about specific individuals. I'm not generalizing for all liberals, obviously, right? But this is one thing he said. And his big beef with Martin Luther King is that Martin Luther King was basically allied with white liberals. Malcolm X was suspicious of them, right? He was suspicious of them, right? And, uh, but the point of what he was saying is that the, the open, clear, guy who doesn't like you he's less harmful to you than the guy who likes you but he wants to control you yeah so alhamdulillah i mean there's there's a lot more that can be said but you know since we are getting close to the end of this hour you know what's um some final tips i know i know one thing right that that a lot of people say is like you know how do i get my mind off this one is really you got to get off facebook and twitter and social yeah that's 100 percent you, you got to stop watching a lot of the news because the news is redundant too. And, mm -hmm. and you know, along with this, you know, Dr. Shadi, I'd like to ask you mm -hmm. what some things that people could do along with saying Hasbunallah and Amal Waki. I want people, I uh, wish that if I could reach every Muslim uh, in America right now, I would say, think again, let tests Realize that tests and bad things happening are all meant to turn us back to Allah and to recognize that we need to increase our certainty, our iman, faith, until it becomes certainty, yaqeen. And this is what we need to focus on, okay? And it's a very small little uh, drop that enters your back of your mind and enters your heart, okay? When a bad thing happens, that you know, maybe I should give this a little bit more consideration. Then we get busy, Right? Then we get busy. Then another one comes and that drop increases a little bit. You know, maybe I should actually start 
thinking about if Allah does Allah exist or, you know what am I going to do about this situation right and I my, my message to people is let that to grow let it grow and and think about it often because bad things happen to people and you know good things can be actually bad we consider good things can be tests too but bad things occur we need to think of our iman and uh, uh, always we got to realize that uh, Allah Azza wa Jal is always sending us bad things so that we can get sick of this worldly materialistic life and start turning inwards to our hearts uh, inwards to our belief and turn to him for help because when you ask Allah for help this is a big act of worship you asking him for help to to get out of your situation. Why is Allah totally taking Democrats out of the picture? They're not in the White House. They're not in control of the Senate. They're not in control of the uh, House of Representatives. They're soon not going to be in control of the Supreme Court. Maybe Allah is telling us, I don't want you relying on any other people who used to support you. You need to rely upon me yeah. alone. And I, that's the message that I wish to send out to people. Right when they're worried and concerned and they don't know how to make sense of 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 the new what's coming upon us, it's as if we're living in the Hunger Games. I was always thinking he should just Donald Trump should just stop using this this blonde dye, let his hair grow white so he could be more like uh, President Snow, right? <laughs> <laughs> in the Hunger Games, uh, right? <laughs> okay, he is he's like is President Snow uh, uh, reincarnation of New Yorker version, basically, right? So. But why is this happening? People confused, worried. Everything bad happens to bring you closer to Allah. So try to think about it that way. Uh, and if that happens, then this is good. If it does happen that people return to Allah and start thinking deeply, what's the cause of everything? What, what is the real source of support in this life? Right? And they come back to Allah, then this thing is actually a benefit. Yeah, definitely. 100%. So... Alhamdulillah, this was a great talk. Thank you guys, Alhamdulillah, for, for joining us. Uh, thank you, Harun, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Alhamdulillah. So, inshallah, join us next time on the Safina Society podcast. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam.